Amen, amen. To God be the glory. To God be the glory, amen. Aren't we glad that we were made to praise him? Oh, come on, somebody. Aren't you glad that God made you to praise him? You were brought with a price. Amen. With all the intent of giving God the glory. Amen. Grace be unto you and peace from our Lord Jesus the Christ. It's good to be here. Well, come on, somebody. It's good to be here. Amen. Amen. Jesus, the, the greatest missionary, went on the journey to pull us all back from the depths of sin. Amen. And to bring us back at one with his Father. Amen. Amen. Again, we greet you in the marvelous name of Jesus the Christ. And we say that it's good to be here. Amen. 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 Those Higgins girls. Amen. Y'all sounded right at home. Amen. Those Higgins girls sounded right at home. Amen. Now, I was hoping that Henry would join y'all. Amen. So that we could have the three voices of Zion from East Over, South Carolina. Amen. But we'll keep it at the two voices of Zion from East Over. Amen. Amen. Not to single anyone out, but I'm, I, I sat in reflection and, and, and of serenity. And I remember as an assistant principal at Horror Hill, and she was just a little something. Amen. But Father Time has gotten the best of her and has grown her to be a servant for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we thank you, Serenity, and Alexis, too. Amen. Amen. For, amen, they, to leave their church this morning. Amen. On borrowed time. Amen. But you look good where you're sitting. Amen. And you sounded real good as you gave, you poured out your hearts. Amen. And so we thank you all so kindly. Amen. And I think Mom and, and, and Henry slipped out but we'll thank them uh, as well. Amen, amen. Again, we thank all of you all uh, for those who were honored on this missionary day. And Sister Stearns, well done. Amen, well done. Amen. We, we know that you're not stepping away. Amen, just stepping aside. Amen, but always, come on somebody, always on call. Amen, to do the master's will, amen, and we thank you so kindly, amen, uh, for your service, amen. So this is not the end, it's just another journey, another page being turned, amen, another chapter, amen, to do what thus says the Lord, amen. Again, we want you all to still, uh, if, if time permits, to come out on tomorrow evening, amen, as we were, as was noted, uh, our association will start today, but we certainly want to make sure that we uh, support Reverend Pearson, amen, in her quest, amen, and, and Reverend, we know that you're not stepping away as well, amen, or just stepping aside, amen, so, uh, well, you're not stepping aside, are you? It's not your land? Okay, <laughs> just aside, amen, 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 uh, so please, uh, if you all can come. In conjunction with the scripture that was read earlier, uh, if you will, um, um, our noted scripture for our text this morning is in the book of uh, uh, Romans chapter number seven, verses 18 through 25. Now for your homework assignment, I give you two homework assignments, amen, to read Romans seven, 
Amen. Chapter 18 through 25. And then I will certainly make note to uh, Psalms 51. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry, 52. But um, Romans chapter 7. If you just put your hand right there for a moment, we certainly want to go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. May we bow for a moment of prayer. God, again, we thank you, Lord, for all that thou hast blessed us with. We know that you're a mighty good God, and above thee there is none other. So we look to the hills to praise you, to honor and magnify you. We also, Father, look to the holy word that you will provide us the strength and the courage to go on and see what the end is going to be like. Father, somebody right now stands in need of a blessing from this word. We ask, O oh Lord, that you anoint uh, your spoken word. Uh, use me only as a vessel. Remove me from this place, but use my voice to penetrate the barrier that's keeping someone from serving you so that when they come out, they will say, what must I do to be saved? We ask for these thy blessing upon the service. In Jesus' name and for his name's sake, we pray, O Lord. Amen. 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 As you look at that, I'm going to look at that one scripture. Amen. Romans, Paul, the first one in verse 18 says, I'll just read two scriptures, verse 18 and verse 21. He says, Paul's Roman to the letter to the church at Rome. It says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Uh, verse 21, I just want to use that one scripture to pull our subject from. Paul says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. He said, I find then a law that when I would do good, Evil is present with me. You don't mind looking at your neighbor for a moment, amen. Doesn't he or she look good in Jesus? Amen, amen. Paul says, when I would do good, evil is present with me. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him, but still, always do the right thing. Amen, amen. I noted earlier by saying the subject is always do the right thing. But, but, but still, Paul said, when I... He said, I find a law that when I would do good, evil is always, evil is present with me. And I want to say, but still, always do the right thing. Saints of God, regardless of how long you have been saved, or regardless of how young or old you are, all of us in here are strong at times, and then we are weak at times. You see, it makes no difference of what your church status may be. Church or unchurch, saved or unsaved, Holy Ghost field or Hellraiser field. We all will at some point fall victims to the plot and the schemes of the devil. And yet we will get back up by looking to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord because we know that our help comes from the Lord. It is said that one time there were two fish, or some may say two fishes, who were best friends. They were an odd couple, to say the least. One was a high-strung bass, while the other was a laid-back cart. One day they were swimming around talking about girl fishes and enjoying each other's company. Then suddenly, a worm drops in front of them. 
The bass said, dinner is served. But the carp yelled, look out, it's a trap. The bass said, it looks all right to me, and swam toward it. The carp said, there is a hook and a line there. But the old bass said, I'll just get a nibble. He got a nibble and said, boy, that sure enough is a good worm. The carp said, leave it alone. But the bass was already caught by temptation. He lunged in and took the worm, and the fisherman set the hook and reeled him in. Goodwill, if we too are not careful to watch out for temptation, then we too will get reeled in and hooked by the devil. So with a smile, look at your neighbor and tell him, don't take the bait. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Don't take the bait. And so if you're going to always strive to do the right thing, then the first point in which we can consider from the text is don't give in to temptation. Y'all pray with me. Now, I don't have a long sermon. If you're going to strive to do the right thing, Linda, always is don't give in to temptation. Here in our text, verses 18 through 20, Paul is having a civil war with himself. He is struggling with both good and evil. So, so while trying to do good, he ends up doing wrong, the wrong thing. Yet while he tries to avoid doing wrong, for some reason, he does it anyways. Notice what he says in, verses, in, in these three verses. Paul says, he says, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, he said, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil that I would not, that I do. Now, he goes on and said, now if I do that, I would not. It's no more I that do it. Come on, somebody. He said, it's not I that do it, but, but sin that dwelleth within me. And so for a moment, can, can we be real about this? Nobody in here is perfect. All of us have some good in us and, and we have some bad in us. You see, along the way in life, we will fall and err into doing wrong. In fact, there are times in which we're going to be perfectly strong and then there are times we're going to be wimpy weak. That's why the word of God tells us in, in 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because the, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Good, we are all of us in here, in one way or another, will be tempted by the devil. Temptation is a dangerous thing for any and all of God's children. You see, if the devil can get you to yield to temptation, then he has, he has control over you, and you're on your way to hell. Let, let's be real about this. And so for young folks who, who don't know what temptation is, here's the definition of temptation. Temptation is the act of enticement to do wrong by 
the promise of pleasure or gift. Now, isn't that just like what the devil would do? The devil would tell you lies and make empty promises to us in order to get us to do wrong by promising us something good, knowing it, that he can't deliver on, on anything in return. And so to avoid and come back ourselves against the devil in temptation so that we will strive to always do the right thing. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 26 verse 41, he says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Come on, somebody. He says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. You may be going through something in here and you may be being tempted, but Jesus says, watch. Come on, somebody. Watch and pray. Okay. Somebody needs to hear no understand that prayer changes things. And whatever the devil is trying to put in your face, you got to realize that it is a lie. But you got to watch and pray. Try the spirit by the spirit. Come on, somebody. Come on, because God knows what you're going through. Jesus said, watch and pray. Moreover, the Bible also tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 22, verse 22, verse 24. I like the way the contemporary English version puts it when it comes to this thing called temptation. It says, run from temptation. That capture young people. And it says, always do the right thing. Be faithful. Loving and easy to get along with. Worship with people whose heart are pure. Come on, let me, let, me, let me back it up. He says, David, he says, he says, run from temptation. That capture young people. Always do the right thing. In other words, I don't care how bad them jokers make you. How messed up they may be. How, how, how much you want to give them a piece of your mind. But like the scripture was read earlier, and for, for missionaries, you got to love them that persecute you. Jesus said, be faithful, loving, and easy to get along with. Worship with people whose heart are pure. And as bad as it is, you're tempted to walk away from them. No, no, the word of God says, worship with people whose heart are pure. Make no mistake about this. Temptation has all of our names. On it. You see, there's another fisherman out there named Devil. There's another fisherman named Devil. And if we're not careful, he has the right bait for you. He knows exactly what you are attracted to. However, just in case we have some folks in here who may be struggling with temptation, because like Paul, when you when you want to do good, but evil is always present. Well, the good news is the Bible provides all of us with the assurance and a way out from sin that that we will always strive so we will always try to do good. Paul in First Corinthians verse ten and thirteen he says there had no temptation. Come on, somebody. I wish I had some help in here. Paul says, God, God, God wants you to get out of here. Paul said, there has no temptation taken you, but is such is common to man. But God is faithful. Come on, he said, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with, but we're with the temptation also maketh a way to escape that you may be able to bury. Come on, somebody. See, you may be going through something, 
And you may not want to get out of that thing because it's giving you pleasure. But the Bible says, uh, he said, he said hey, God is faithful. You can come out that thing if you keep your hands in God's unchanging. You can overcome what you're going through if you trust God. Because the word says God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. I don't know about you, but I'm coming out of what I'm being tempted from. I'm coming out. I'm getting over what the devil put in me because God is faithful and he will make a way to escape that you're able to bury him. Perhaps there's someone in here today who may be going through some temptation that you can't seem to bear. Just know that you can make it through because God will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able to bear. Regardless of what you're going through, God is faithful. Come on, somebody. He's faithful. <laughs> Come on, to see you through. And so secondly, as we strive to do the right thing on this Christian journey, the second thing we must consider, we can consider from the text is, never let sin get the best of you. I'm almost finished here. But if you're going to strive to always do the right thing, never let sin get the best of you. And so to our missionaries, your job is to serve the needed. As tempting as it may be, I ain't talking about nobody, but I'm talking about what I'm saying. As tempting as it may be, never should you do something for someone, somebody, and then look down in judgment and not do something for others. Just like God, as, just like God, God, as Paul said in Romans 2.11, for there is no respect of person with God, because if and when you do for one and not the other, then you allow sin to get the best of you. Because in the eyes of God, but in the eyes of God, all of us are his children. And he loves us the same. So never let sin or what other folks call you to stop working in God's vineyard. But hold true to the words of the song that says, a charge to keep a half of God to glorify. So no matter what, never let sin get the best of you. In fact, goodwill, did you know that in the Old Testament, sin is listed 336 times. And in the New Testament, sin is listed 112 times for a total of 448 times. One of the hardest things for anyone to admit, and that is when we have sin. Come on, somebody. Even so, Never fall for the lies of a little sin versus a big sin. Which seems to suggest that little sin, a little sin has a little effect over another sin. Therefore, it excuses the little sinners to feel superior over the person who has committed the bigger sin. The fact of the matter is sin is sin. And there's no way around sinning. The Bible tells us, for all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Here in our text, Paul, in his quest to do good, he noticed that sin seems to always find its way to him. He says in here in the text in verse 20 and 21, he says, For I know, for if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that doeth, but sin that dwelleth in me. I then find a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Goodwill, it is a fact the devil wants all of us to fall victim to sin. Because if he can get us to sin, then he knows that he has separated us 
from the love of God. David, David, when he, David, when the prophet Nathan called him out for committing adultery with another man's wife by the name of Bathsheba, David realized that the only way for him not to allow sin to get the best of him, like all of us should, as David did, David reflected over his life. And with the greatest sense of urgency and humility, he confesses to God. So he prays a prayer of cleansing. He says in Psalms 51, have mercy upon me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercy. He says, blot out my transgression. Then in verse 3, he says, for I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. He goes on in verse 4, he says, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judge. Behold, he goes on and says, I will shape him in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. He said in sin did my mother conceive me. But then I like what he said in verse 7 so that he does not allow sin to get the best of him. In verse 7 he said purge me with hyssop. He says purge me with hyssop that I shall be clean and wash me and, and I shall be whiter than snow. Then he goes on he says, he says make me to hear joy and gladness that thy bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Then I, I like what he says in verse 9. He says, hide thy face from my sins. Oh, I wish I had some help in there. He said, hide my, thy face from my sins. I, I don't know about you, but there's some sins I got on me that I wish that the Lord would never bring back and put on me. David says, hide thy face from my sins. He goes on and says, blot out. Like white out, blot out. Like white out, white it out. He said, white out all of my iniquities. But then in verse 10, like all of us, ought to be able to declare and decree. He says, create. Create in me. Holler back at me. I know you know the word. He says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. He says, he says cast me not away from that presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me if you want the spirit of the lord you gotta pray a prayer of cleansing from sin and like david said he said take not thy holy spirit from me he goes on and says restore unto me the joy of thy salvation i wish i had some folk in here who did some sin who messed up who did some wrong but now you know that the lord has restored unto you and you got nothing but joy in your heart joy in your praise joy on your lips he says and uphold me with that free spirit then he goes on he goes on and says then i will teach transgressors thy way and sinners shall be converted unto thee if the lord has been good to you if he's made a way for you if he's blotted out your transgression you ought to be able to give him some praises. But when you leave from here, you ought to be able to go and tell somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ. 
tell somebody of how he, he saved you, how he pulled you out from the muck and miry clay. Tell somebody that God will forgive you. God will forgive you. God will blot out all of your transgression. God will. Won't he do it? Will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. And thirdly, if you're going to always do the right thing, thirdly, know this. Know that, that God is there to help you in your struggle. He's there to help you in your struggles. Oh, yes, I know you may be going through something and you want to get back at folks, but understand this right. No need to clap back. You ought to be able to clap up and look to the hills instead of clapping back at somebody. You can clap up and say, if it had not been for the Lord on my soul. He says, know that God is there to help you. Notice what David says in verse 24 and 25. Brother Scott, he says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He goes on. He, he humbles himself. He calls himself a wretched man. He humbles himself. He realized that he made mistakes. He's down, Brother Scott. He said, a wretched man that I am. Who shall, who shall deliver me? And then with a praise on his lip, then with his eyes just barely looking up, he said, I thank God. Come on, somebody. I thank God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. He says, though, so then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. But I like, he says, I thank God through Christ Jesus. Goodwill, you are brought with a price. You are brought for a reason to praise God. If God has been good to you and has delivered you from the depths of sin, David said, I thank God through Christ Jesus. Because while you are trying to figure things out, Christ died. Christ died for you. The word of God says in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died from you. That's why you can always do the right thing because Christ died for you. That's why you can always be able to give him some praise because Christ died for you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I, that's why I love that song that reminds us that yes, God will be with us. You know that song by Melvin Williams that says, be with me, Jesus. You know the one that says, be with me, Jesus. It goes on and says, oh, Lord, oh, gather around me now when I must breathe, oh, Lord, my last breath inside. Oh, but my Lord, in my dying hour, stay with me, Lord. Oh, Lord, when my friends are gathered around, they watch me slowly. I'm slowly sinking down. But, Lord, in my dying hour, stay with me. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus will always be with me. He's always there with us. In the heat of what you're going through, in the heat of what the devil's trying to put on you, I want you to know that God is always there with you. That's why the word said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. David put it best by saying, I've been young and now I am a old. I wish I had some young folk in here who were some old folks who were just young who can praise God. He said, I was young, but now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his bread, nor his seed begging bread, 
somebody in here who's old enough to know that when you look back over your life, you saw your mistakes. You saw your wrongdoings. You saw yourself sinning. You saw yourself drinking. You saw yourself come on, ducking and dodging. But then you went down on your knees and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, blot out my sins. Lord, blot out my transgressions. And now you can say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? See, God has delivered us all from sin so that we can go out and tell the good, so that we can go out, so that we can go out, so that we can go out and be missionaries and tell the good news about Jesus Christ. Do I have any missionaries? Because missionaries can go to people with a praise. When they give somebody something, they, they, they let somebody know that that's a blessing from the Lord. Come on, somebody. That's a blessing from the Lord. Here it is. Are there any missionaries in here who got some blessing that you can praise God for? Because you know that God brought you from a mighty long way. And because he brought you from a mighty long way, you are the seeds of Abraham. You are the seed who can praise him. You are the seed who will give him glory. That's why the word say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Always do the right thing. Give him some praises. Always do the right thing. Give him some honor. Always do the right thing. Give him some glory. Make the devil mad. Underneath your feet. Put him underneath your feet. Put him underneath your feet. And let him know that it was the Lord who brought you from where you were to where you are right now. And because of that, you can now do the right thing. You can now say the right thing. You can now praise him the more. So what if sin is always present? So what if evil is always present? So is Jesus. Because I said I would never, he said I'll never leave you. I won't leave you. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Lord, it's goodwill. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against prince of power. Come on, we wrestle against evil in high places. I don't care how or low where those evil places are. I want you to know that God is there. David said, if I sin, come on, somebody. He said, if I go to the mountaintop, I'm going to summarize it, thou art there. If I, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. I want you to know when, when you're down, God is down there with you, lifting you up. When you're up, he's there with you to give you some praises because he's been good to you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. I don't care how tipped you are to love some and not others. Jesus said, love ye one another as I have loved thee. He said, love thee. Not just one over here, not one over there. Love ye one another. Come on. Always do the right thing. And when they persecute you, you still love them. When they scandalize your name, you still love them. When you, they call you everything but a child of God, you still love them. 
and Chuck, if you have to go in your pocket and give him some money, go in your pocket and give him some money because they don't know that you are nothing but a child of God. You're a spokesperson from God. You are about your father's business. And it's not you, but it's the spirit of the Lord that's dwelling in you. That's why you can praise God the more because you're here to do the right thing. Come on. Always, Spike Lee, do the right thing. Don't fall for the bait. Come on, somebody. Don't fall for the bait. But know that you're hooked on Jesus. That's the bait that you're going to fall for. The bait of Jesus. Amen. I'm finished here. What a mighty God we serve. Don't give in to temptation. Never let sin get the best of you. And know that God is always there with you in your struggle. David said, oh, wretched man that I am. See, all of us are messed up. All of us got some stuff on us. All of us. Come on, somebody got some stains. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall? Come on, somebody. That's a happy moment right there. Who shall deliver me? From this body of death. He identifies himself as wretched. He asks the question. And he comes back with an answer. I thank God. <laughs> Come on somebody. <laughs> Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. I thank God. Through Christ Jesus. Can we give it some praises?